0: Welcome to the Bridge the Divide podcast with Erica Turner and Heidi Wheeler, hosts and founders of the group Bridge the Divide Cedarburg. We hope to provide a forum for discussion and action around racial reconciliation. We seek to identify instances of inequality, foster empathy, and educate others to recognize their part in problems and solutions in Ozaki County and beyond. on Bridge the Divide podcast. We are with Jeff Zimple. He's an artist, educator, and designer raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And he's a, a good friend of Bridge the Divide. He is. Because he comes to most of our monthly meetings, I would say. Um, regular tender, And um, I think, Erica, you found his work, or how did you guys connect? I,
1: I think that it was connected to Dominic, I mm-hmm. think. Dominic came in with Zip MKE, Oh, and that's right. Jeff came in as one of the artists and um, Create Space MKE. And it was just like, oh, he's kind of a cool guy.
0: Hey, I kind of like that art. So, yeah, so we liked your art. Uh-huh. And right. then um, we got to know that you had, we got to know.
1: Did we? We, we may learned.
0: Have. <laughs> we learned about your project, Create um, Space MKE. And so today we brought you in because we want to hear more about that and have you. Um, explain what you're doing for our listeners and and just uh talk about today how art and social and just social injustice can be paired together um to create social engagement and whatever it is um that you want to talk about we'd love to listen so uh jeff what led to the creation of your artist collective create space mke and and would you explain for our listeners what that is
2: sure um first thank you for having me in uh I, it's, it's interesting as an artist, one of the things you want more than anything is for people to see your work. And, um, so to be on the radio, I think it's just a great starting point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't see it yet, but we can talk about it. Um, and so, um, my work is born out of kind of a reaction to my experience as a high school teacher. Um, I taught at Shorewood high school for six years and, um, at my time there, my, my approach to the educational space changed pretty drastically. Um, I went about it just kind of scrambling, like like a lot of new teachers do, trying to figure out um, how to engage as many students in the process of art and design and uh, using art and design as a way to process the world and and think. Um, I, I went about it in very different ways every year, and it was this iterative process that was um, felt pretty closely related to my studio practice. And so um, by the end of my time at Shorewood, uh, I approached teaching as if it were an artwork. And mm-hmm. um, that was just exciting and different. And um, one of the things that actually caused me to leave the classroom um, in in the high school environment was um, I started to think about, well, could I take this into more of a studio space, an artist residency, uh, and still work on education, still participate uh, in education with um, young people, but also people of all different ages. And Mm -hmm. so um, I uh, basically created an artist residency that comes to you (laughs) um, and created the parameters and really a framework for uh, making art that was uh, investigating the city of Milwaukee um, and I, I brought that and proposed it to some of my former professors at Cardinal Stritch University, and um, worked with a friend of mine who had just finished a master's program and um, came back to the city of Milwaukee to make art about Milwaukee. And we proposed it, and they accepted it, and um, I'm still there. So that's now a three-year artist residency, um, where where the whole point is to investigate the city of Milwaukee and try to. Um, have it point us in different directions to explore uh, through paintings and a wide variety of artwork and exhibition.
1: And Milwaukee, since so you're from Green Bay, mm-hmm. and were you in Milwaukee then as a high schooler, or did did that interest really just come with your undergrad? You got here and fell in love with the city and wanted to yeah. Work well,
2: at it? It, I went to. Um, my undergrad was at Cardinal Stritch University, okay. and that's very much on the north shore. And just kind of, um, I think it wants to be a part of the city of Milwaukee, right. but, but it's just not. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but but it has a really nice view of of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's close, and so uh, throughout my undergrad, I spent a lot of time in the city because there was more there were more th- interesting things happening, and um, and then. I went into to undergrad studying graphic art design uh through through kind of an advertising perspective. And um and I made the mistake of enrolling in a philosophy course and <laughs> oh, all of a sudden my my advertising uh interest started to wane a um, little bit. Yeah, <laughs> wane and go in all sorts of different directions. And uh after I took every philosophy class they offered there, um I, for whatever reason I started to um see more fine art as a place where philosophy could start to come into some sort of act like you could think about something read about something and then process it through um, an artwork and as an artist one of the most interesting things to explore just this never-ending well of ideas is a city and so um, the city just kept pulling me in uh, to different events and um, speakers and concerts and um, challenging ideas uh, that I could grapple with and and try to process in the studio and and understand.
0: Hmm. I think of that quote that music is the language of the soul. I wonder if what you're saying about art is that when we don't sometimes have words or ways of processing the things we're seeing, sometimes art can be a bridge for us. To steal the word bridge, bridge. <laughs> absolutely and i think
2: music is food for artists it, mm. it nourishes us mm. to be able to continue to do that and inspire us to continue to to try to to understand things visually
0: hmm. um, so you have a studio space at the university
2: yes uh, that one of the spaces and I, i've love Cardinal Stitch University. It, it, it pointed me in some pretty outstanding directions. I met my wife there. Uh, um, and so we both uh, have, have a nice relationship and we continually go back. We'll go and see performances or um, speakers or whatever. And um, I, I noticed that one of the spaces, the sculpture program went away um, and there was a sculpture studio and it wasn't being used for anything. They hadn't figured out a a way to transform it yet. And so Mm. one of the things that I said when I proposed the idea was um, we would at least clean up the space and and make it (laughs) an active (laughs) space for students to Hmm. make art.
0: Interesting. Now,
1: Milwaukee, even, I mean, all of the things that are happening, good, bad, and otherwise, it's a a pretty active city. Mm -hmm. And then we're out here in Ozaukee County Maybe not the same kind of things happening. We're kind of separated from the city. What interested you in in kind of coming out
2: this way? Um, Well, uh, my wife Catherine is a teacher as well, mm-hmm. and she teaches out uh, in Hartford. And so when we were first hired for our first teaching gigs right out of school, um, I was hired by Shorewood, and she was hired by Hartford, and we tried to find some sort of middle area to live, mm-hmm. um, and w- one of our priorities was we wanted a place that, that didn't feel like a, just kind of a crude way of saying it, but didn't feel like a cookie cutter that you could just um, find, find the same Target and the same McDonald's and the same like things happening in, in the community spaces that you could find anywhere else, and uh, we kept visiting uh uh, cedarburg and um started to research it and learn that there's actually quite a history of artists in this place Mm -hmm. and culture and um based on the festivals alone it brings some interesting uh activity through it and so um that's why we we chose here we we do feel kind of um thankful to be here Mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of amazing we how we got here was kind of interesting, but um, we're happy to be here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because if you love the city and you and that's your subject mm-hmm. for a lot of your art, it, it does feel pretty removed here from the city. But I, I wonder if the population here who has a heart for the city is growing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I feel that at least. All right, so your collective is it's a space, but it's also an invitation to, to other artists to join in, right? right? To to explore this idea of what does Milwaukee look like? And then what's, don't you have another question that?
2: You- yeah, um, what could Milwaukee look like? So mm. it starts with observation, and I'm in grad school right now, and so all of this is being questioned from like a thousand angles. Uh, people are, are really trying to push the project in a way that um, it can evolve into its best form. And so, um, the two questions that have remained consistent, though, was um, not claiming to know anything about the subject matter, specifically Milwaukee, and so starting as as an observer and uh, as a way to notice things, um, uh, and then once you notice a bunch of things, you start to uh, figure out what the what the power of what you're noticing is, and try to interpret that in a, in a way that would urge everybody to grow
0: Hmm. so we have a lot more to talk about with jeff and we're going to get to some of the nitty-gritty and the meat of what his work is doing in himself and in the people around him um, after the break
3: the daily events at your Cedarburg Public Library for the week of December 2nd through the 8th. On Monday the 3rd, at 3 p.m., VR Drop-In featuring Beat Saber. And at 3.30, the Teen Advisory Board meets at the Grafton Public Library. On Tuesday the 4th at 6.30 p.m., PJs and Cookies. On Thursday the 6th at 4.15 p.m., After School Creative Coloring Club. On Friday the 7th at 10 a.m., drop-in Family story time. And on Saturday the 8th at 10 a.m., it's the 4th Annual Christmas Countdown. If you have any questions about any of these events, please call us at 262-375-7640. There's always something going on at your Cedarburg Public Library.
0: Jeff, you were just talking about observing the city, and uh, I'm curious, um, what are some of those observations, and would you um, talk about some the ways that they've made, um, well, made their way into your art?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I was listening to some of the f- uh, prior episodes, uh, specifically the the um, episode on To Kill a Mockingbird in, in uh, the Shorewood community. And one of the things that, um, Heidi, you said, and then Erica, uh, echoed almost minutes later, um, was that we don't, we are missing a framework and mm-hmm. we don't have a good way. And so what, like, wh- where do you go from there? And I wouldn't claim to have any sort of framework for, uh, a community or a city, but what I am working on is a framework for how artists, Can engage with the city in a way that's really inviting and um, just strategic. And so um, one of the things I rely on uh, as I start to interact with the city is certain lenses, um, certain ways of just looking at a city, whether that's looking at it uh, through the lens of transportation. How are people moving um, to leadership? Who are people who are really pushing the boundaries of whatever it is they're working on, whether that's education or politics or, um, freshwater science. And so, um, those, those lenses are just, I, I keep them at the forefront of, of my mind as I'm trying to find somebody to talk to, or more importantly, listen to. Mm. And so, um, one of the places where I saw those lenses kind of, um, coalesce was, uh, place called free space um free space is out of river west and it's kind of a pop-up concert venue and it's all ages and is absolutely one of the most energetic interesting spaces i've ever i've ever witnessed in in and around the city of milwaukee and um and so i just found myself going to these pop-up concerts and the the community of people people that um spent time there was so much more diverse and interesting and and not everybody agreed with one another but it was fine um Mm -hmm. and so and you could hear it in the performances and you could also see it in just how people presented themselves uh that you had a lot of different backgrounds in the room and so um through that uh i i found myself introduced to uh a collective called new age narcissism which is a collective of five or six performers um, and uh, they they kind of grew out of the river west neighborhood and um, one of the performers name was uh, or is uh, christopher gilbert and um he, we my my uh, collaborator in the studio nick shills uh invited him into our space to have a conversation and within the first three minutes um Chris said something that was just like a philosophy his philosophy on his approach to life and he's a dancer so moving through life Hmm. um he said something within the first three minutes that like I I had a painting idea like Hmm. it it just was there like I could actually see it in my head um which was pretty amazing and um and so that turned into an eight foot painting that's now up at Cardinal Stritch University Hmm. um it's called The Four R's and it basically it's it's christopher gilbert surrounded by his philosophy um it embeds his ideas into this artwork mm-hmm. um the four r's representing different ways he, he talks about respect and um uh, representation and things like that but um it, just that one way of approaching who I should paint or who I should make art about and then inviting that person in, uh, based off of that process, um, that led to a painting so easily. I, I just wanted to see if that would work. If I, if I ventured outside of just performance, like what did, it, what would it look like if, um, I brought an educator into it? Like what would the artwork look like? Hmm. And so just doing a lot of that, uh, and, and kind of exploring the whole city, um, led me to meeting this group called arts at large and, um, arts at large blends art leadership and education. And they hire artists to, um, be artist educators and work with teachers and work with students. And, um, from the first moment of stepping into their environment, um, they, they just launched me i mean hmm. launched me into really thinking about the history of the city of Milwaukee and how it impacts people within the city and in the surrounding suburbs and so um i worked through arts at large on a project um called recognition and reignition uh, a celebration of the 50 year anniversary of the marches for fair housing hmm. and i worked with uh three schools around the Milwaukee community um from very different schools uh, in the city, and we worked through this kind of the create space process to grapple with and try to understand this history, and then uh, gave the students an opportunity to express their thoughts as they were processing this history, mm-hmm. um, and then we exhibited uh, exhibited it at Arts at Large Gallery, and the the outcome was. So energetic and educational and interesting, and so that's kind of like this one of the big success stories that that I go back to and would like to replicate uh, in different communities, including Cedarburg.
1: So, the, thinking about how people process what's going on around them, there are some hard things that are going, um, even with children. You know, we're not mm-hmm. just going through uh, talking about an adult and their entire life of of. Uh, highs and lows, but just children. Did that come out in their artwork? I mean, was it were those things healing for them?
2: How did that look? Um, absolutely, we had different ages. So uh, one of the groups learning about this history, it was a group. It was a third grade third grade classroom out of Dörfler Elementary, um, and then we had a group of almost. 100 students, uh, 100 civic, civic students, uh, freshmen at uh, Bayview High School, and then um, a group of their, their class is called Youth Activists out of Escuela Verde, ah. um, which those are three very different right. groups of students. And so each one found a different way to investigate this history. So, um, for instance, the, the third graders, their whole world is vocabulary and like reading and and allowing books to launch them into different interests. And so um, we read and listened to some of the uh, songs that were happening uh, 50 years ago uh, mm-hmm. during this time. And they really gravitated towards the song, We Shall Not Be Moved. And mm-hmm. so um, they, they listened to it about a thousand times and then would sing it as they were then pulling out different words from that song and treating the the words and the letters as art. So it, it said one thing, but wh- how does that look? And so one of the things that um, we, we did to prep for that, to get them ready for the song, was we just took different words that they were reading about. They were reading a book on Father Grappi, mm-hmm. and um, they would pull out a word, let's say like marches, and then all of a sudden, the students would be playing with that word um, with markers and with paint and with uh, pens and such. And um, all of a sudden those, those letters would, would be marching and they would gain little legs and little signs. And it was just so interesting to see how they interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the students from Escuela Verde, um, it, we started thinking about what we were going to do right when the um, Obama portraits were unveiled. Okay and we spent we spent a bunch of time thinking about wh- what those portraits meant and what they mean over time. Mm. So um I I like to work in oil on canvas because I love the idea that an idea that I found valuable um would last for a really long time. Oil mm. paintings if they're if they're even treated somewhat well will last for like a thousand years. Mm. And so when the students entertain that idea they quickly wanted to kind of go inward. And so they wanted to learn how to make a portrait of themselves as they were learning about this history and to see how grappling with the concept of uh, leadership affected them and affected their image of themselves. And so we had a wall by the exhibition, a wall of self portraits from students who had never oil painted before. And they were good, (laughs) like it looked like them. And uh, they captured something that was harder to just say because mm-hmm. um, we spent a bunch of time making those portraits and really reflecting, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the whole process. You
0: can see how powerful right. this work is. Right. And just the idea of you finding these spaces downtown where you have people of different beliefs and colors and different sides of the aisle and how they could come together around music. Was it music that mm-hmm. music and art, um, and just how the artist, or or somebody who's open to art, is willing to be an observer, and they're willing to be changed by mm-hmm. what they see. Mm-hmm. And so, that's those are qualities we need right. in the work that we're doing here. Right, right. You have to be willing to see things from a different perspective than you saw them before, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to take that information and say, "So, what does that mean for me? Right. How do I change?" And all ages, too. We're not just talking
1: about, um, you know, folks that have retired out here or folks that are done raising their kids. We're talking about the children, the teens, the family and how how you process things that you see, that you feel and look at somebody else's voice on the on the canvas to see how they processed it, Hmm. how what it meant to them. Hmm. I like that.
0: It doesn't it doesn't seem like art is always the the biggest priority for most families right. like in our culture it seems like you know sports and right. academics and you know we're not artists or we don't do that or we don't have talents but i think it's it's a call to all of us to find time mm-hmm. to stop and to engage in things that will change you
2: well uh, I, i've been thinking a lot about history since i was introduced um i i think way too late to the history of the fight Amen. for fair housing, um, I like I can't believe that wasn't one of the priorities Same. for anybody who lived in the state of Wisconsin because it, it really does impact everybody. Um, and so, I it's made me reflect quite a bit on um, what it means to teach and also interpret history. And mm-hmm. um, it it seems like right now. Uh, I, I'll try to just set this next statement up in a, in a <laughs> decent way. Um, I think it's the job of artists to be to practice being sensitive. And when you're open, you can really like grab, grab onto the things that are really powerful and potent. And so um, I think that history is something that we could be thinking about right now as we're moving th- through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love to see groups of artists working on it together because I think it would open up new insights
0: i have a school i want you to come to <laughs> <laughs> my kid's school <laughs> we've got a plan <laughs> we have ideas for you right all right we have to go to break but um after that we will be back with jeff
3: On Monday, December 10th, from 4 to 5.30 p.m., join us in the Cedarburg Public Library's community room for Teen Monday Meetup, Mario Kart Tournament. Whether your character of choice is Princess Peach, Bowser, or Yoshi, it's time to put your Rainbow Road racing skills to the test. Join us for a night of high-speed racing on our jumbo screen. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place.
1: So if you've been listening at all, you're thoroughly impressed with what Jeff has done, what his vision um, is, what he's accomplished so far. And I'm feeling fairly jealous that all of that work has been done with with Milwaukee in mind. And um, so just what does that look like here and now? We You've talked about what, what Milwaukee looks like, what Milwaukee could look like. How can cedarburg and ozaki county kind of be involved in that what could it look like for us out here
2: um i think one of the things i've learned through the milwaukee process um is that if you want to take the pulse of a community and you want to really get to know what it's thinking about uh you spend time in its public spaces Mm -hmm. and um cafes specifically, I I tend to hear because of all the noise, you you can pull out really interesting conversations. Mm. And, um, I've been doing that more and more in Cedarburg just to hear what people are talking about. Uh, and, um, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, and I don't always know if, um, people, I mean, Milwaukee, it makes a lot of sense that you'd have a variety of outlets to go to and to express yourself just because you have such a diverse group of people all trying to make spaces where they can do their thing and invite people in. Um, I think in smaller communities, it, um, it's, it's got more of a, um, a tradition, a, a way of acting in a community because, Um, There isn't as much dynamic movement of people in and out of the city. Hmm. Um, You know, uh, living here, one of the things I love about it is that it has a tradition and it has um, uh, a consistency Mm -hmm. um, that in some ways is really interesting, Um, but I would love to um, kind of bring the the art thinking process uh, from my perspective to my home community Mm -hmm. i think i think that would be really interesting and so i i'm looking forward to um some plans are in the works right now to figure out a way to um, go about the same process with this community Mm -hmm um, starting with observation. So what does it look like? Um, where, where is some of the energy coming from uh, bridge the divide? It Ooh. would definitely have my attention. Like if I were making art right now, I think, um, just listening to what you've done so far with the podcast and, and watching the numbers grow at the meetings, mm-hmm. uh, that seems like a place that some attention, some creative attention should be. Yeah. Um, and so, um, What I'd like to do is try to invite as many people into the early part of the process, hear a lot of voices, listen, and just try to be sensitive to where some of the sweet spots are, um, at least to start, uh, and then to invite people into a process of um, making collaborative artwork. And um, I think the work with Milwaukee and, and kind of the the long process of that um, going on three years has allowed me to just create more options so that when you do something in a smaller community, mm-hmm. you do so with the best tools and best mm-hmm. strategies you can mm-hmm. um, so the the Mo- I'm extremely appreciative to the Milwaukee work um, and plan to continue it, but I, I think it's probably time to think about where I live
1: mm-hmm. and and I well, one of the reasons why we even have bridge the divide is to to call some attention to things that you don't see in our small community, mm-hmm. things that are happening in the bigger community. And it seems like with your artwork, I've seen some of your work with like the the Vel Phillips portrait. Mm-hmm. I've seen Reggie Jackson's portrait. Um, to bring, you think about artwork as this nice, beautiful, caring thing. But I think it's also a part of bringing some of the things that aren't so pretty that aren't so nice having some attention paid to them and Mm -hmm. and that you can do that through art how how can our community see that and have those kind of conversations without without just focusing on the pretty and the beautiful and the lovely of the art but the hard and the ugly and and the scary things that happen and bring that in with the art too
2: Sure, I th- I think about um, w- what is the relationship. I, any community around Milwaukee is um, there's a symbiotic relationship uh, to some degree, or or there could be a symbiotic relationship to some degree between this big city and then a community that. I, I, it makes me wonder how many people engage with the city of Milwaukee. How are they engaging with the city of Milwaukee? What are they bringing back with them here? How how is a conversation happening? If there isn't as much of a conversation, how could we create one? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that I, I find that really exciting. And mm-hmm. so, um, to tr- first thing is to try to find some people who want to have a conversation mm-hmm. um, with uh, more uh, with with complex ideas. And I think a city is a really complex idea um and so who's interested in doing that and then let's get together a few times and and plan out some ways of of making art that um would start that and then uh, exhibition is so important so um where you exhibit something one of the things that drew me to bridge the divide was the zip mke Mm -hmm. exhibit at our, our library um wow that that cause that was like a chain reaction Mm -hmm. that happened. And all of a sudden I joined this group that was relatively small Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden more and more people started coming. And so, um, you know, if Cedarburg had something it wanted to say to the city of Milwaukee, what would that be? Or Mm -hmm. even if we could just bring art from the city here and get, get Cedarburg residents and and community members to talk about it, that might spark some ideas of how to move forward.
0: Hmm
1: and we do have one of the the reasons we have jeff on to talk about what he does now is because he is going to be um, our our guest at the next bridge the divide meeting which is january 7th monday here at cedarburg public library at 6 p.m so what kind of things could we expect to 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 see when you come on january 7th
2: sure um so one of the strategies that I, i've working out in, uh, grad school right now is, um, how, how do you see, how do you visualize who you're engaging with your art? That's something that I'm curious. Like, am I just getting the same people Bef- every like before you make your art? Uh, or? No, during it, during, it. during okay. it. So, um, one of the things we did is, um, I mentioned earlier, I'm, I like to think about education as an artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I kind of took that a little bit further and thought about what does a curriculum look like if you treated curriculum like an artwork, which is not how I've gone about it in the past. And so I was trying to think about what if the the history of the fight for fair housing was like the starting point of a curriculum? What would that look like? And so I invited a bunch of people um, to my space at UWM to talk about that and just investigate that idea. And one of the things we did was um, I wanted to see who was there and where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had a giant map of Milwaukee. I had a projector and Google Maps. And um, just asked people when they had time throughout the course of the evening um, to go over and um, put into Google Maps where they started their day and where they moved to, to end up where we were in the mm-hmm. studio. And I had this like visualization of who was in the room um w- the communities they represented, and who wasn't at at that table at that discussion, plus everybody ended like we ended with a collaborative artwork we had a drawing, mm-hmm. and so everybody participated in this work um That's one thing that I'd be really interested to do who's coming to the bridge to the divide meetings mm-hmm. um what parts of the community are represented, and who isn't here and why.
0: Mm-hmm powerful yeah (laughs) yeah we're glad you're here yeah
1: (laughs) we definitely are and and like Heidi was talking about earlier seeing where else Jeff can be just I mean our community we talk about it as if it's this you know one blob of this is our community but so many different pieces the elementary schools the high schools how how they're learning their history Mm -hmm. what kind of Visual journalism, are they learning about what they could learn from Jeff's work? It sounds like we have a Our newspapers, beginning of I mean, some, there's just
0: yeah. the cultural center. So many places. So many places. Hm. So, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd
2: really like to meet some artists, though, who would mm-hmm. like to do that as well. Um, and I, I think that's just it. I know where to go in Milwaukee to right. find artists to right. collaborate with. I don't know where to go here and it's just kind of interesting because this is a smaller community mm-hmm. so you think it should be easier to to find people but i, I haven't found my way just yet so hopefully this opportunity right. could introduce me to some other people who want to work on stuff. if
1: they are listening what's the best way to uh to contact you
2: um i think going to the create space mke.com okay. website um would be a starting point um but i'm also <laughs> i can be found in the Cafes around Cedarburg right. pretty often. If you see month.
1: somebody in the corner with like a, a cone to his head, looking very that's that's Jeff like listening to John, your conversation. John F. Kennedy
0: glasses. I don't know how old you are, but not very.
1: He's a little older than fifteen, I think. Maybe older than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Wow. It was a privilege to have you on yeah. today, Jeff. And Thanks. Thank I you. Feel for... like.
2: Making this space. I mean, right. this this sonic space is right. uh, Ooh, super important. I, I like yeah. that. That's good. Sonic space. Right. Sonic artists. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in the
1: community, Auditory. all provided by the Cedarburg Public Library. I mean, uh, there's yeah. just
0: space. They're making space this for place us. Is, and, yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look forward to having you at our meeting in January. And listeners, stay tuned for. If he has events, we'll right. we'll spread the word and and
1: um, maybe bring him back on and see the progress
0: of things yes, that you're working I could see on. You coming
1: back too. yep, definitely. Thank,
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, thanks Jeff. Thanks.